Welcome to Gu Dao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into an ancient text of Dao De Jing to uncover its timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm David Wang, executive coach and consultant. I'm joined by my co-host Ian Felton, a practicing psychotherapist and coder. Good morning. Good morning, Ian. Morning, David. How are you doing? I'm I'm feeling pretty good today. It's it's Mother's Day, or in in my house, Kitty Mother's Day. Ah, that's great. That's great. Yes. How are you going to uh, celebrate? Um, just cooked some delicious blueberry French toast with blueberry uh, compote and and bacon. And uh, made a a little handmade card for um, the the kitty mommy in the house. Wow, that sounds yummy. Yes, <laughs> it was good. It was really good. How That's how great. about you? Do you do anything for for Mother's Day? Uh, I send a bunch of uh, you know I, a bunch of uh, uh, greetings to some uh, female friends. And uh, you know, I silently remember my own mom, mm. who unfortunately passed away many years ago. Mm. But she has a, such an imprint and uh, you know legacy uh, in my heart. So uh, it's something I you know I, I, I treasure a lot. Uh, I think when I think about about mom, she's really the role model of sacrifice of self sacrifice uh you know during those years when i grew up that's great that you have such fond memories of of your mother and that she is such a inspiration to you yeah yeah i think mothers are great i think uh talking about the you know uh a division of labor and uh you know I, I think there's a theory that sometimes uh our markets uh do not take full account of the contribution that mother uh you know mothers make you know to the mm -hmm. uh household and to the well-being of all of us without a doubt i think that was you know i, I sent my mom flowers a few few days early just because you know, it's it's so hard to get flowers delivered on Mother's Day because every place is swamped. So they try to um, spread it out, and I would rather her get her flowers early than later. But uh, essentially, something like that on on the card of mm -hmm. um, just letting her know how much I appreciated her working so hard when I was kind of struggling to get on my mm -hmm. feet and, and mm -hmm. giving me a place to stay and, and that sort of thing. And, and yeah, that, that is definitely something that everyone should appreciate all, all of the free work that their, their mothers have, have done for them. There's actually, um, and, um, it's, it's Nikon, which is, uh, a Japanese word, but basically it's, it's, internal reflection and it's a whole form of of therapy where you ask you're supposed to meditate on these questions and the um first person that they recommend you meditating on these questions about is is your mother and it's basically mm. um you know 
what what have they done for me? So what has my mother done for me? Mm. What have I done for them? What troubles have I caused them? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and there's that Im- implied fourth question, which is what troubles have they caused me? But we, we leave that one out because that's what most people focus on all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is what my mom did to me and she didn't do this and she did this to mm-hmm. me this time. Mm-hmm. And we spend so much time focused on that fourth question, but not enough on, on those other ones, which is, you know, how many meals has my mother cook for me. I mean, over my life, mm-hmm. like how many times did she cook me mm-hmm. food? How many times did she make sure I had clothes and that my clothes were clean? And yeah, um, yeah. and you're supposed to really just spend, you know, hours thinking about those questions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I think that's, uh, uh, sounds like a very, uh, valuable med- meditation. Um, you know, interestingly, you know, since we're studying Laozi, uh, you know, uh, you know that female virtue, the, the motherly virtue. Uh, even I think the mother as Tao. I think uh, you know, mother as a metaphor of Tao. I think it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How 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 um how does that metaphor resonate with you? Um, I think that uh, resilience, that uh, mm. nurturing nature. Uh, because Tao, at the end of the day, uh, even though Tao is not uh, partial to anybody, overall it has a uh, compassionate and nurturing and protecting nature for all the uh, beings that come out come out of it. I think mm-hmm. that in in itself is a very it's like a mother, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, when <laughs> sometimes in nature. You mm-hmm. see, like the little uh, animals are attacked, uh, or like a, a ducklings, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I walk around the lake for a morning exercise, mm-hmm. uh, I approach the little ducklings, and immediately you can see, you know, the 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 the, the mother duck uh, is is watching very closely. Oh yeah, yeah, and they'll risk their their lives. Um... Uh, that it reminded me of a, of a video, a wildlife video that I just saw. There was a, a heron mm. trying, trying to get one of the ducklings and, and the mother duck, who was maybe a fifth, the size of the heron mm-hmm. and, you know, and doesn't, and the heron has that really sharp, like spear of a beak. I mean, it could easily kill a, a mm. duck if it lands it, but that, that mother duck was just all up in that heron, just trying to, um, protect its its children, even though knowing that that heron could easily kill it. I see, I see. So talking about that, you know, uh, uh, that situation, uh, you know, we are in chapter uh, sixty eight. Uh, it's about uh, you know conflicts, warfare, uh, fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Lao Tzu seems to have a like a different view about all these things than the conventional wisdom. Uh, so let's, uh, uh, you know, continue with that conversation from last time uh, and uh, talk a little bit more how to translate some of the ideas into, uh, you know, daily practices. You know, in other words, how we can walk the timeless way mm. uh, kind of in our uh, daily lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds uh, great. Yeah. So so maybe let me ask you. Uh, if you kind of reflect on your 
uh, life journey. Uh, do you see yourself as a, a fighter, a, a peacemaker? You know, uh, so how do you? I'm curious about over the years. How do you? How have you? Uh, uh, you know, uh, developed your own uh, your own uh, kind of a rules of thumb or your own wisdom in uh, dealing with uh, potential conflicts with the the world. Yeah, I mean that's, I mean for me that's that's definitely um, probably a different take on things than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know my my childhood, starting when I was you know still pretty young, um, nine or ten. Um, you know I I had to grow up around. Uh, a stepdad who was just a, I mean, he was a monster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was just horribly violent and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, really abusive, um, mm-hmm. particularly to my mom, speaking mm-hmm. of, of moms on, on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. But I was just a little kid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, years and years and years just trying to survive, just trying to kind of like stay invisible mm-hmm. just trying to stay hidden because you know the you didn't know what was going to set him off i mean a- anything mm-hmm. i mean because he was crazy mm-hmm. um you know anything could set him off mm-hmm. and so you just stayed quiet you tried to just stay away from him and and you knew like at least a few nights of the week it was going to be you know kind of mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. and so I mean, for me, like I, I just grew up around violence. I mean, it was mm-hmm. just part of part of life. But, mm-hmm. but is avoidance. So, from what you're saying, you instead of like you know where what the triggers might be, so you uh, somehow consciously or unconsciously try to avoid uh, any kind of situation that might yeah. lead to conflicts or anything. Yeah, try try not to light a fuse. Mm-hmm. Light the fuse. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, a few times, you know, would you know, call the police. But, um, you know, this was a long time ago. And when the police show up and, and mm-hmm. you know, kind of classic domestic violence, like, mm-hmm. you know, mom, mom would be like, oh, there's no problem. Nothing's going on. You know, mm-hmm. everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But, um Back then, you know, that if, if that was the case, then, you know, the police would, would leave. And then, of course, everything would mm-hmm. um, go back and, and a few times try to get family to intervene. But it's like mm-hmm. same sort of thing. You know, there's only so much mm-hmm. they can do. And at some point, like, you know, like they can't be down there getting, you know, in, involved every time it would happen because it was, mm-hmm. you know, fre- frequently. Mm-hmm. And so for that period of time when you're just a little kid and you're just trying to survive, um, you know, you just try to stay invisible and, and try to stay quiet. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that definitely and had a profound effect on me until I was 17. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, after, you know, seven, seven, eight years of just like 
living in terror of this mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and he was a big guy. I mean, he was, mm -hmm. he was no joke. I mean, he was mm -hmm. big, big, big bones, like tall, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. just really imposing, intimidating guy. But at 17, you know, I finally felt big enough. Um, and, you know, one night he just kind of started in on my mm -hmm. mom and, you know, mm -hmm. I told him, told him to, leave him alone. And so if we finally fought, mm, mm. um, and you know, he was really experienced with, <laughs> with fighting obviously where I was not because I'd lived mm -hmm. my whole childhood kind of in, in terror of this right, right guy. But, um, you know, but I just decided, you know, I, I don't care. I'm going to stand up to him because I just wasn't going to take it. Right. And he did, did it catch, uh, he was caught by surprise then. Like he was no, like, no, no, not, like when no, no, not really. He just, he kind of pretty quickly, mm. um, you know, kind of dominated me and, and got on top of me. And he was, mm. I mean, he was getting ready just to like beat the total mm -hmm. hell out of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um, my mom sprayed him in the eyes with bug spray. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So your mom came to the rescue. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, so I, I rescued her and then she rescued me. Okay. Yep. Um, and then, you know, I, I moved out that night. That was basically it, it for me. You know, I, I kind of did, that was me just kind of like, I tried to protect my mom. I stood up to him and I'm just like, you know, I'm not staying here and I'm not doing this anymore. You know, if, if, if my mom wanted to leave, I, you know, I obviously would want her to leave, but I was right, just like, you right. know, that for me, that was, that was taking a stand. And to me, it's just like, how did you feel after that happened? How do you feel about yourself and about a situation uh, after you took that action? Well, just really sad. I mean, just really sad, sad okay. that it's just like, that still you know, lived that way for so long, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, stood up to him. It wasn't like, oh, I'm really proud of myself for doing that. It was like, it was, no, it's like, this is horrible. Like, this is not. I could have done that earlier or something like that, right? No, it was like, no, it was just like, I was just, I was a little kid just trying to survive for so mm -hmm, long. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, and she stayed with him and she stayed with him for probably like another probably 10, 10 years after, after that. But, you know, mm -hmm. I, I, so for me, like, no, I, I never saw myself a, as a fighter. I saw myself as someone who just trying to survive against this, you know, what I saw is this, this infinitely powerful force that I, mm -hmm. I would never Mm. even stand a, a chance ag against but you know there came a day where i'm like well i'm i'm at least big enough now i can i can try like i i knew when i was 10 years old like i would just get killed mm -hmm. um but like at that time i'm like well i at least have a chance i'm i'm i'll give it a shot mm. and so so for me you know it, it's really just about um you know people protecting each other. And, mm -hmm. and for me, like when I was prepared to, and I, and I really didn't even have any intention of fighting him that mm. day. It was more just like, like a, 
instinctive response or something, right? Is yeah, that, uh, I, I just knew I wasn't going to. I I was I wasn't going to hide, and I wasn't going to be quiet and let him do what he did. So it wasn't even like, oh, I'm going to fight him and win. It was like, I'm just not going to be silent and I'm not going to stay quiet while this is happening. And, you know, really didn't even put up a fight. It was more like, just, you know, stop doing what you're doing Mm -hmm. and, and taking, you know, his anger, like basically letting the anger get directed toward me and away from my mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it really wasn't even about fighting at that time. It was more just like take, taking a stand. Yes, yes, yes. It is part of the fighting because you're standing against him for mm-hmm. not doing things and, you know, for, 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 for wrongdoing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. How did that experience impact your uh, life in uh, in later, like uh, the way you handle conflicts? Like, are there like moments in the in, in later life uh, you uh, came up with a, a strategy that helped you kind of navigate, uh, you know, uh, if not the same kind of conflicts, but you know, conflicts mm. in, in, in life? Yeah, I mean, I think there was a couple other times where. Um, you know, like just kind of the same kind of instinctual thing where, mm-hmm. um, like in undergrad, I saw mm-hmm. like this woman, it was a, out at night and there was at the bars and that sort of thing. And, and there mm-hmm. was a woman kind of having seizures on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and like her head was hitting the pavement and, and right. she had people, there was like a guy with her right. and this like the guy, I mean, her head was just like smacking against the pavement. Mm-hmm. And this guy, instead of helping her, he was like trying to kiss her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, of course, like I immediately, I'm like, this is just crazy. It's the right. same kind of thing. And there was a police officer down the the block. And so I went and got him and, and he wouldn't help. Right. Like, he, he wouldn't help. So, um, I kind of like started arguing, <laughs> arguing with the police officer, you know, like, right. can't you just like get her some water or like, and eventually he just, um, started getting very angry with me because, and, and the, the reality is, is that unfortunately, like he was kind of right because the woman, she actually started getting angry with me. Mm-hmm. that I was like trying to get this cop to intervene. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. he, he was actually right. Like she actually, I mean, just a lot of these cases, I mean, it is, the, it's, it, it's so sad that this kind of stuff goes on, but it's like a lot of times people are they're they, they're so attached to the person who clearly doesn't, isn't taking care of them or is even being, abusive that but they'll get protective and and um defend the uh, abuser i mean unfortunately that's part of human psychology too so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but situations like that where um just kind yeah. of instinctively just something just doesn't feel right but like i don't i was never someone who was just like oh i'm gonna go and like looking for this sort of thing or, or whatever right, but right. the few times in life where it would show up. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'll say something. 
Right, right. But isn't that the the natural? You know, as we think about Laozi, we all have something like that kind of instinctual、uh, sense of justice, right? Sometimes we just cannot ignore, or what whatever you call it, conscience or some、mm. something all within ourselves. And、mm. in certain moments,、uh, you kind of act upon it.、Mm-hmm. I mean, that's. From what you're,、uh, you know, sharing, it seems like that's within you.、Mm-hmm. That during that moment, you you cannot,、um, how would you say? You yourself, it's like something you are drawn to something, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I, yeah. It's I, I mean, you're not thinking. I mean, it's 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 not like you're sitting there like having a plan, or at least for me. I mean, I, I'm sure there are some people who. Are thinking that way, but I mean, that's why, like, police officers talk about training because、mm-hmm. you have to train so that when you're in the moment, because、mm-hmm. you're you're not thinking anymore. I mean, your your instincts just take over, right? And so. That's what training is all about. Because knowing, like, when you're in that moment,、right. you're not sitting there thinking, like, "Oh, well, you know, if this happens, I'm going to do that, and if this happens, I'm going to do that." Right, right. I mean, that's like why why Mike Tyson would say he his famous quote of、um, some somebody was interviewing him about、um, you know the strategy that his opponent or or the plan that his opponent had for the fight and. Mike Tyson、mm-hmm. was just like, "Yeah, everybody's got a plan until they get hit." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. I see. You know, it's interesting as I, I I'm thinking about、uh, you know some of the、uh, wisdom shared by Laozi in、uh, particular this chapter,、uh, and also kind of connected that、uh, some other ideas in other chapters of Dao De Jing.、Uh, It seems like to me that sometimes he ad louds advocates for you know being like being who we are, right? Just、mm-hmm. like、uh, we have a nature in us,、yeah. that nature, follow it, not to be、yeah. contri- contrived. Exactly. Right. So that's the you know the message you sometimes read, but sometimes like in this chapter, you read it, you get the sense that, uh. It's like a more of a, like a,、uh, I, I, I hate to use the word calculated wisdom, but something that is not our natural instinct, right? The first few sentences in that this chapter seems、mm-hmm. to me that it requires more deliberate thoughts or or, or、uh, some kind of a set、um, some kind of a. Uh, uh, thinking that requires you to curb that natural instinct. That's what I'm wrestling with as I、mm-hmm. hear your story and also、mm-hmm. try to compare some of his messages in one chapter. You know, be like a like a wood block or something like that, right? To be yeah, the uncarved、uh, wood, uncarved the、yeah. root,、uh, yeah. yeah. Or suddenly, you know, he gives you a bunch of wisdom that I feel it's beyond, far beyond the. A normal human being,、mm. like like the resist the temptation to fight to、mm. uh, to use force, but、mm. more of a, like a go with the flow. I don't know, 
like mm-hmm. th- these two things seem to be not uh, kind of a going together very well. Yeah, I mean, I I can see that perspective that it seems contradictory, mm-hmm. but I also feel like um, when we're talking about moderation, mm-hmm. it is that it, it is aligned with with that at least to you know if, if you let your emotions go to extreme, mm-hmm. you know that's obviously going to be destructive. Right, right. And so at least if we're looking at one of the three treasures of, of moderation, which was the, the the chapter that preceded it, so I can almost see like the flow of Lao Tzu's writing that if the chapter before he was writing about moderation, kindness, right. um, and humility, and then this next chapter of saying like, oh, well, you know, if you're a, a warrior – even if you're a warrior, you shouldn't go around just kind of being a bully or right. Right. hostile all the time. Because even just from like a natural perspective, like the end result is, I mean, eventually people are going to get tired of it and they're going to kill you. Right. So is moderation a cultivated uh attribute or moderation is a building disposition like a, in a natural way. I sometimes I mm. feel like if you leave it people to nature, it's like mm. it's more of a less of a moderate moderation. Mm. Only when you think about it and deliberate about it, mm. then you can practice moderation. Yeah. I mean there there's certainly a seeming contradiction where you can't be like uncarved wood and also say, but train these three treasures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because obviously you're, you're saying, you know, don't just be a raw wild animal, you know, work on cultivating mm-hmm. kindness, humility, moderation. But, but that's where I don't necessarily feel like Lao Tzu is when he's saying uncarved wood, we've got to think of the context. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think in that context, at least, um, that's the part of the Tao Te Ching when he was talking about um, not being contrived. So kind of like um, that was the part where he's really talking a lot more about I guess in the Bible, it would be equivalent to the Pharisees of the Pharisees who are the hypocrites and they're focused on, you know, kind of how they're dressed and how they talk and how they present themselves. But like inside, they're just a bunch of self-serving liars. Like Ah, they're kind of like, kind of like politicians. I see. So in that way, so that uh, kind of uh, being hypocritical or, it is is not moderation because it's already very contrived and uh, go all the way along a certain continuum to a seemingly perfection. So that in itself is not a moderation. It's like more self-serving, right? It's it pushes to that. Yeah, like to make to make the analogy, I would say like how we can compare it is the smooth talking, lying politician. 
okay. that, that is only interested in power. And they've really refined themselves to kind of talk out both sides of their mouth and, and convince people that they, that they're looking for their best interest and all this stuff. But like when they're not giving a speech or um, making some statement, I mean, they're just making deals for them to stay in power to kind of yeah, do, yeah, do what yeah. they need yeah. to do versus the uncarved wood of like the common person who is just like a good, decent person living a decent life, like not trying to be famous or put on airs or make people think, um, anything in particular about them. Like that's kind of the, the way that I see that, that contrast. I can see that too. I, I can see that, that uncarved woodblock is somewhere in the middle. There's another extreme. The smooth talking politicians just is as bad as the wild animals. Do, yeah. do you see what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. So those are the two extremes that you see a lot. Like, uh, but that, moderation the the middle part is the one the state you're describing mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. it makes sense the other two extremes are not <laughs> you know they're they're not moderate at all yeah so one way that we can look at that is Lao Tzu mm -hmm. covering covering both ends of the spectrum on, yeah. on one end of the spectrum here in chapter 68 he's saying you know, don't be like a wild animal right right and when he was talking about the uncarved block of wood he's basically saying like don't be this like lying Pharisee or the smooth talking politician who's just trying to, or even like celebrities, right? Like putting on this act just to get like Instagram followers or, you know, all that kind of crazy. There, there are so many kinds. I mean, in yeah. academics, in politics, yes. in business, uh, yes. I think there's a way, I don't know how to, uh, how to describe it. It's, it's, it's very, it seems to be very polished. It, it, it seems sometimes it's very, uh, you know, it can be in the name of science. It can be named in, in the name of uh, wisdom. It can name into all those wonderful things that we treasure. But when you look through it, mm -hmm. it's not what it claims. So that's No, the, it's empty. Yeah. Yeah, it's the empty. Wow. Okay. Very interesting. So... At the end of the day, that, as you say, that uh, that kind of a normal goodness mm -hmm. is, at the end of the day, maybe through the ages, people value the most, I think. Yeah. Because over time, you know, one extreme will <laughs> lead to disasters, right? The wild animals will lead to lots of wars and disasters. The other ones, eventually, it will be... Uh, see the daylight i think people will see it but that's something in the middle is is more real it's people value the most i think yeah i mean e even looking at at what's going on in our society right now where mm -hmm. um we have extremists on the right we have extremists on the left and mm -hmm. They're sucking all of the airtime out of out of everything, mm -hmm. but most people are just that still just solid good people in the middle who, um, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they mm-hmm. see through what what's going on. They they realize that um, the the media gives airtime to the extremists because that's how they sell ads. That's how mm-hmm. they make their their money, and they don't care about informing anyone. And mm-hmm. and most people know that. Most people know, you know. It's all about money for these people, whether it's on the extreme left or the extreme right, trying to get people to mail them their donation Mm -hmm. checks, trying Mm -hmm. to get people to give them their vote, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. But most people, they don't need any of that. They see through it. Like they know, like going back to Lao Tzu, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if if you're just kind of humble and not this arrogant person that says like, I know what all the world's problems are and I know how to fix them. And it's, Mm -hmm. it's this, this, and this, or it's this, this, and this Mm -hmm. and have some humility of just saying like, I'm the small person. I I don't know what, what life you've lived. I don't know what, how, how you've experienced things. And so I'm just going to try to treat you with some common decency and respect. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's that's that timeless wisdom that right, you right. see in every civilization. I mean, why do we still keep seeing the exact same patterns over and over again in society? Because people people really technology's changed, but people haven't changed. People haven't changed. Do you see that this middle, this moderate, uh, you know, the the decency that you're talking about? Do you see that is because of the polarization of the world, is it shrinking? Or do you think it's just there? It's it's just the nature of things that uh, it, it just like stand there and then to see all these extremes fight with each other. Do you see what I mean? Like the middle part, it, mm-hmm. do, are we seeing a shrinkage of the middle part? Or it's just there. And sometimes, you know, maybe we are let, we let the, the noises kind of give us the the wrong impression that, you know, everything is more extreme. Yeah. I think one way of looking at it, um, Mm -hmm. Pew research, they, they, they track all kinds of of trends. And and I love that because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a way of kind of cutting through the narratives and it's like, it's not precise science, but Mm -hmm. science is uh, um, always just trying to take your best guess at figuring out what what reality is. But the point is, like, actually going out and talking to tens of thousands of people Mm. and and then combining that in in a result, that's a much closer description of reality than one person's opinion. Right. Or one person's narrative, like whatever one person you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, uh-huh. I, it, it always makes me laugh when people are like, oh, well, that, you know, surveys aren't, you know, the, the truth. It's like, no, it's not the truth, but it gives you a much better idea of what's going on than just the fantasy that you have in your head based upon just nothing but whatever you watch or on the Internet or on YouTube or whatever. I agree. So what, what does that research say about the... the... The pe- people's, you know, views and things, where they stand. Yeah, that um, the the moderate position is mm-hmm. durable. Um, durable. 
okay. That over, over time, what has happened basically, um, and, and you had never guessed this from the, the media. Okay. But, okay. Um, but actually, um, I don't have the actual chart. Maybe, maybe after this is done, I'll, I'll do, do a blog post on walking the timeless way dot com and just link to the Pew research, but so that you can see the actual numbers. But but really about um thirty seven percent of the country is moderate and that has pretty much stayed the same mm. for the past I think they've been doing this survey for like thirty thirty mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 30 years is a pretty long time. Yeah. I mean, we've seen lots of presidencies, lots of elections, lots lots of of personalities, right? (laughs) Lots of personalities. And it's, you know, it, it changes just like everything's like a little sine wave, right? Like nothing's a straight line. Right. But that moderate um, percentage of the country has stated around 37%. What, what's more interesting or what I think is even more interesting, because um, again, you would never guess from the media and Twitter and, and all this stuff, but about another um, 37, 38% of the country mm-hmm. is con- conservative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and with a more um, like traditional view. And that doesn't necessarily mean like, Christian or evangelical or anything like that, but just like more conservative positions. Conservative um, in, in what sense? Like, uh, you know, what are the uh, kind of a component components of that uh, conservativeness? Well, with, with this survey, I don't, I don't think they broke it down into mm-hmm. like policy positions, but more like, do you identify as conservative, moderate, oh, or, or liberal? And, but the interesting thing is, is that only, you know, over the, these 30 years, um, really only about 20% of America identifies as, as liberal. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the, about, about twice as many people identify as conservative. And then you have a big chunk of people who identify as moderate. And so, um, the moderate position and the conservative position are roughly tied. Um, and then the liberal position is by far the smallest portion of the country. Mm-hmm. But, but the point is, is that even during all this, I'm not saying that, you know, this is, the question isn't about being conservative or liberal. It's more about mm-hmm. that durable moderate position that even with all the extremism that we've seen in the past 10 years, I mean, Mm -hmm. and, and, and I really equate it with the rise of social media. I mean, if Mm -hmm. you look back 2007, Twitter, Facebook, smartphones, that's when that came out. And it was pretty soon after that, that polarization really just has amplified. Mm -hmm. But the good, good news is, is that yes, while, the extremists on the left and right have become more extreme. Mm-hmm. It really hasn't impacted that durable, moderate position that most people are in. 
It's just we have to live with all of these loud, annoying people that won't shut up. I see. I see. That that's a very. I think that's a very uh, healthy and also productive attitude in a lot of ways because uh, I think uh, you know, like a lot of the uh, philosophers in the Western history, uh, you know, back to <clears throat> even back to uh, Plato, that sometimes uh, uh, to be wise means to see beyond us. The surface of things, or the appearances of things. What you're saying is like, you know, maybe the noises are the, you know, nature, a natural part of the changes. You know, the fluctuations. It's like, uh, but, you know, you know, you cannot be driven by that. You have to kind of a, take a, another a view at it and look at what's what's stable, what's more enduring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That itself, I think gives people a certain peace of mind and a hope, I think, because mm-hmm. that's where how the core of the Tao works, as opposed to all these like the, you know, like the, the, the I don't know, the sen- sensory part of things, right? Yeah. It, because Lao Tzu talked about sometimes we let the senses too much driven, then we lose our uh, centeredness. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's even take it back to the story of me growing up that, mm-hmm. I mean, really, it was me growing up with an extremist, right? Like mm-hmm. this extreme, mm-hmm. extremely emotional, extremely, mm-hmm. you know, not centered person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it didn't lead me to become like an extremist like i mm-hmm. basically could mm-hmm. see you know this person the this person is crazy like there there's something <laughs> seriously right. wrong right right with right. them but i had to live with it like i couldn't right. make it i couldn't make them go away right because like it's just kind of like if we're looking at at the dow like it's just state of extreme energy at that time that I was just kind of like, I had to live with it. Right. That, that was in itself, uh, it's a miracle, don't you think? That uh, in certain situations, you hear stories that, you know, maybe the ex- more extreme person will uh, beget, you know, extreme people mm-hmm. in, in that surrounding, right? People uh, uh, impacted by it. Mm-hmm. If you can, can you share some insights in terms of how in that environment you didn't go the extreme way, but you have become who you are right now and, and knowing how that thing works, but choose to do different. Is there, like, what are the things, maybe is it the, the Tao that's working in you? I, I don't know. I mean, what? Well, I, I don't want to say like mm-hmm. the Tao working in me, but more about like the Tao that works in in the n- nature more broadly. So when we think about protective factors, okay, um, one I had my brother, and so we we both uh-huh. obviously knew like we didn't even have to verbalize it, but just like we could just we just knew like yeah, mm-hmm. like he and I were just like on the same team against this like really 
horrible um um extreme energy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you have a person like who is your brother that you are on the same page that gives you you know, a sense of like a, a refer- reference point, right? To yeah. Ref- the reality. This, yes. This reference point of reality. And then we also had other protective factors. So like mm. our broader family, there were a lot of just these like good, good, decent people who weren't extremists. So like, you know, grand grandparents who I see. when you were okay. around them, you right. could see how, just decent people were aunts and uncles who were just decent people. I mean, we were around, we would go and be around a lot of other people to kind of see, um, just, you know, be in that moderate position of just like, just being, being a decent human being. And then of course Mm -hmm. we had to go, go back into the chaos. And so that's where like, even in this modern, time when there's so many extremists it's it's i think that's why the moderate position is so durable because you know it you don't have to say too much to just be like oh yeah like did you hear what some of these crazy extremists are saying these days like they're saying you know um like the 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 vaccine is you know, Bill Gates microchipping people or, or right. on the other end. Did you hear that like the solution to all of the violent crime and, and people killing each other is that we're we're going to abolish the police uh-huh. and yeah, yeah. you know, like there's just crazy ideas all around. And so for moderate people, all you have to do is just kind of say, like, oh yeah, get a load of what the extremists are are saying today. And then it's like that's why it's so durable because you don't have to going back to, you only have to intervene a very tiny little amount to maintain that moderate durability. So in other words, the moderate, the middle people, they are, they are Wu Wei. They are not the activist. So they are just like chuckling and smiling and just, they don't, they don't need to like go out and, 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 the model people, the moderate people, they don't mm-hmm. have to go go and go to the rooftop and shout to the people. These are stupid people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they became right. that like that. They become the two extremists, right? Exactly. Themselves. Exactly. But exactly. Uh, but isn't that the wise the the Dao the Laozi kind of described that these kind of people, the nature of Dao is and uh, uh, Dao is, you know, if there's a I don't know whether it's personal or impersonal Tao, but it's interesting that Tao sometimes, if I imagine that Tao as a person, just look at all these like species and see how they're doing. Like mm-hmm. he, he, he doesn't have to like point out, he let nature things work out. And, uh, uh, and instead of like trying to accuse so-and-so and single that out and say, how stupid you are, mm-hmm. right? Is that, isn't exactly. that Tao's attitude too? Yeah, for sure. It's going back to the the ocean letting all rivers flow into it. It's just like going back to freedom of speech and just what a powerful right that we have in America and that we still have that so many people um, want want to 
preserve. And I do feel like in this time, like that fight is a worthy fight of just. Which fight is a worthy fight? The fight of letting people have the stupidest, craziest opinions that they want to have and letting people be as ridiculous as they want to be. You think it's a worthy, uh, why do you think it's, it's a still, it's a worthy fight? For what you were just saying that it, it's very Taoist of, you know, letting, uh-huh. letting people be people letting, you know, there's obviously something about that person's life that that feels very, they came to that conclusion. And who am I to say, like, you shouldn't think that way. Um, you have a right to believe whatever you want to believe. And if you're not hurting anyone else and, and the problem I think that we're, we're getting into is that, you know, now there's this big push of saying like, oh, well, Mm. your, your words are literal violence, which is obviously an extreme Mm -hmm. position. Mm -hmm. And so now, now there is this active effort of trying to pass laws to control people's speech, which is Mm. obviously anti-Daoist and anti-moderate and, and all kinds of things. So, um, you know, I think protecting, the right for everyone to have whatever crazy opinion that they want to have. I mean, that's, that's very Taoist and, and very worth us considering that, you know, we should let people have whatever dumb opinion they want. Mm, interesting. In that way, I would say that, uh, you know, maybe uh, the, the, if that attitude is taken, I would say, uh, it kind of comes to the traditional sense of democracy, right? D- democracy has a, a sense of letting, I, I, I think in the truest Taoist sense is letting 100 flowers bloom. Yep. Right? It's, it's it, it, in recent days that it seems like there's kind of a acquisition of each other, like mm-hmm. say, instead of like hearing each other's out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't like what you have to say, so I want to talk over you. I don't want to let you talk. Mm-hmm. I don't, and, and I don't want other people to even hear what you have to say. That so much energy now is being used in trying to silence people rather than doing anything positive, or like, God forbid, out there like actually helping, you know, elderly people get their food or their groceries or right. you know, something that actually would be actual community service. Very interesting. I, I really love our conversation because I think as we talk through all those things, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm learning something like even the, the ancient text, but now it sheds some light on, you know, uh, so, so many issues around me. Uh, on a daily basis and say, hey, you know, actually there's something that's bigger, like working there. So you don't need to worry that much, you mm-hmm. know, to, to say, oh, the world is going to get out of control. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, uh, you know, this kind of an enduring middle and also that middle's attitude, even though it's not like activist, but it's mm-hmm. actually uh, it, it, it just the fact it, it exists it's like watching with a more of a sanguine pair of eyes what's going mm-hmm. on 
I think that in itself, that fact, is very assuring. Yeah, and 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 again, like being an activist in in a non-contrived way, I think is um, aligned with Taoism. An activist in the sense of like, it, how am I treating the people? in my life? Like how, how, what good deeds am I doing? How am I helping people? How am I not being self-absorbed? How am I not being arrogant and thinking that I have all of these answers and, and making life this black and white thing where like I'm a hundred percent right in my estimation of everything. And anyone who disagrees with me is my enemy. I mean, that's not being an activist. That's just kind of being an asshole. Um, <laughs> I, I think you're, you're right. Uh, you know, that is interesting itself. I would love to have a, a, you know, a, a continued discussion at some point with you about how can you be a modern-day activist without being contrived? I yeah. get the impression that a lot of the activists, they are contrived. Exactly. Exactly. They... Either they are contrived, they are tr contrived to the extent that becomes an asshole. Yeah, you know. Yes. So, so where that measurement is, where that line is, I think that is. I, I think there's definitely value of as human beings. You know, we are not the puppets. We, uh, I think, uh, by destiny, by part of it's part of our nature to be an active uh, participant. Yes, exactly. Right. Right? Yes. We're not just like waiting there to be, uh, uh, we know our, eventually, you know, our form will be transformed, right? Mm -hmm. We'll all die. Yeah. But there, that agency, how that agency is exercised, you know, it comes to a lot of the discussion of Tao Te Ching, like say, what does Wu Wei really mean? Yeah. You know, I think that mm -hmm. there, there's something there, you know, we can delve into more details uh yeah do we do we have time for me to make one more point yeah sure um so two things came to mind one just like th this is a simple saying and from the bible that just makes perfect sense you'll know them by their fruits okay mm -hmm. and it's like if the fruits of your activism mm -hmm. is violence destruction people getting hurt, like, mm -hmm. well, that's your fruits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's your fruits. So what you're producing is violence. Like, mm -hmm. but if, if the fruits of your activism is, um, little kids are getting role models because you're showing them how to be a big mm -hmm. brother or a big mm -hmm. sister. Mm -hmm. Um, elderly people in your neighborhood are getting their groceries because like you're, you're out there, you know, helping them get their fruit or just spending an hour talking to them or whatever, like, mm -hmm. well, that, well, that's your fruits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that's really the only point I want to make. Like, look right. at your fruits. What are you actually, what are you producing? Are you producing more division, more violence, more chaos, or are you actually producing harmony? Are you actually producing love are you producing good deeds good works like what are your what are your fruits right right 
Right. I I agree with you. I think that's a good way of uh, uh, looking at it or evaluating it.、Um, which leads to another question I have: How does that fruit relate to the intent, motive of it?、Uh, does the sometimes、uh, there are situations, you know, maybe that intent、uh, is. Something else is not pure enough, which produce, right? The、mm-hmm. the, the the kind of the the results,、mm-hmm. which is not a not good. Or sometimes, okay, some people can say I have pure intent, ah,、uh, but the way I do it is it it just leads to some bad results. Ah,、mm-hmm. uh, I think that that ah、uh, sometimes you know people I feel like people. Debate about it: Is it about our intent, uh, uh, or is it about, or is it about our、uh, knowledge or ignorant, like knowledge or ignorance,、uh, or we kind of know it? It's just like the way we go about it. It's not doing. Yeah, lot, lots of, of of big questions remain. Maybe we can get、yeah. get into those、okay. as we、uh, continue to learn. And、uh, I'm hoping that、uh, you know our、uh, listeners are、uh, enjoying you know this discussion you and I are having.、Uh, I certainly learn a lot from you know the stories、uh, you share, and also I think that personal story、uh, I feel like it it has a quite universal.、Uh, you know, we all kind of、uh, were born in a particular environment, right? And、mm-hmm. from there. As we kind of、uh, reflect on it and and distill what we really learn, I feel there's something, you know,、uh, like almost like a it's it's a gift to ourselves in the long run, and also a gift to other people.、Hmm. Well, I'm glad we were able to share an,、uh, another Sunday together. Great, great.